This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church with the government. Get it on. That just before first, 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 Simple as. He's uh, over there in uh, the free state of Florida. Indeed, the free state. But I like that. Minimum, 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 Ephraim Zimbalus. I'm Ephraim Zimbalus this day. Ephraim Zimbalus Jr. What a crazy name, right? And they probably made that up, too. You know, television names are all made up back then. Well, I don't want to uh, go all anti-groundling on you, but Efren Zimbalus Jr. He was a <laughs> junior, so yeah. that means his dad made his name up. <laughs> uh, uh, mm, I, bet, I bet Efren Zimbalus Jr. was the son of Efren Zimbalist, whose real name was Efren Zimbalist. That's and, and didn't and didn't he have a daughter, Zimbalist or something? Uh, there Stephanie was Zimbalist yeah, there or was something? there was a Zimbalist family, and now <laughs> now Amy's got to go on a deep dive. Yeah, but you know, it, does. it is. You know, it's actually it makes sense. I should add that. What I mean is, is like if you wanted to change your name, but you didn't want people to think you made it up, you go, junior yeah, or the third, <laughs> yeah. My name is Cash Widecock Junior. <laughs> the third. <laughs> my name is Cash Widecock the third, and people go like, "Wow, that's his real name." They've all had wide. They've all been Widecock. <laughs> Drew's not wrong though. He named his son the third. He did. Oh, he did wow. indeed. Efren Zimbalist. Oh, Efren Zimbalist Jr. named yeah, his son. Yeah, not Adam. No, no. Efren Zimbalist the third. Efren Zimbalist Jr. named his son Efren Zimbalist the third. I now realize if I I can now pull off my Cash Widecock name if I just go the third. It never oh gets God. past the third, does it? Uh, you know, the, the uh, royalty would take it out to the fourth, right? <laughs> yeah, I just never hear. I never, I never hear the fourth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm in the great state of Florida here. I'm giving a talk tomorrow to uh, a giant pharmacy group. I, th I think it's the Florida State Pharmacy Group. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how. That, it's a lot of people, and I'm at this huge resort now in Orlando. That I turns out I was driving up, go wait a minute. I've been here before. I gave another talk here about two years ago in the in the dark days of COVID. Interestingly, and I 
running around now going, oh, it's so nice to see people running around a resort. My mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. But um, the point yeah, I want to make is that uh, until yesterday, we were in South Southern Florida, which is Miami, West Palm Beach, Palm Beach. I actually did Viva Fry's uh, podcast and had dinner with Viva Fry uh, night before last. I don't and, know who that is. Oh, you should. Okay. Uh, you you will. All right. uh, he's an attorney that fled Canada in like, you know, <laughs> Like like running away like a man like can't run away fast enough like he's just he's so pissed at Trudeau. Well, and I talked to a strange guy. I got a bunch of Canadians in my life. This will be interesting. Well, I just want to say the point is so so West Palm Beach, Palm Beach, Boca Raton. People are so freaking happy there. There's just so much engagement and building and just it's just dynamism and and it makes people happy. But in any event, got a bunch of Canadians in my life last night. And uh, a, a Canadian told me I, I was, you know, talking about Viva. And I asked this guy, I said, why don't you leave? And he goes, because they take 50% of your net assets if you try to leave Canada. Right. That's like a divorce. Yeah. Weird. That's, that's communism, right? We just, we just, or, or even like, you know, it's like pre-revolutionary France. We just, we just take your shit. We just, we, it's just ours now. If you try to leave, you dare leave. Yeah, well, you know, Canada is probably, I've been saying this for a number of years now, they're about five years ahead of California, Ugh. or California's five years behind Canada in terms of where we're going and mm -hmm. what how we're doing it. And Canada just passed a, a, a rule that says, uh, you know, they can monitor your podcast or listen, you know, you have to register with them or whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a bizarre thing because Canada is the same as California. They go, yeah. you come, they're, they're both run by sort of the same guy. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't see a distinction between Justin Trudeau and Gavin Newsom. They're kind of mm -hmm. the same guy. They're they're really the same politician, um, although Trudeau could possibly be more progressive. But but mm -hmm. they call themselves progressive, but progressing toward what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. their progress is not what you think it is. So so progressive used to mean. Well, we don't want an incarceration nation and, and we, we, we want to decriminalize uh, gay marriage and, and we legalize and, and, and that's what it used to mean. And marijuana should be decriminalized. And you, you would go, Oh, that's a progressive thought. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two men want to get married. I, I, I don't see the harm in that. I feel like they should have the right to be married, you know, but, but the mm -hmm. progressive now means we'd like to monitor you. We'd like to be in charge of what you can and can't say, and we'd like to have your money where we can kind of digital, digital currency that we can kind of have it. And if you start saying things, we don't want you to say, or if you're some long haul Canadian trucker and you're going to take a stand against the lockdowns or something, we'd like to be able to cut you off for disagreeing. Yeah. Or if you disagree with something COVID, we'd like to see you removed from your place of work, or we'd like to cut off your digital bank account, you know? And it's yeah. like, that's what they're progressing toward. Well, it's, they're, it's they're not weirdly, progressing toward gay marriage. But but that's what's weird. They went from progressing to more civil liberties to progressing and marching full full speed ahead towards totalitarianism. Right. But it's they're weird. 
Right. And and so we think, oh, well, that guy's progressive. I, I like that. Yeah, I, he is progressive. What's he heading? Where's he progressing? He's not going where you think he's going. He's no. heading towards civil liberties being shut down. Yes. And then the oddest thing. And then they do this. Come to California, come to California to be free, you know, to be free, to love and free. You know, it's like free to be free, huh? Yeah, free, huh? <laughs> Tell that to the fucking truckers, Trudeau. And and right. now the podcasters or, or Jordan Peterson, who didn't want to be for, you know, your progress is if you misgender somebody or refuse to use their pronouns, we will incarcerate you. That's not freedom. You understand? It's well, their I, freedom. I yeah, right. It, it's I I try. I guess somebody will study it one day. But it, it it was never a freedom movement. It was you know granting privilege movement, right? And uh, at a certain point, if you're going to be granting privileges, you're going to have to lock down everybody to make sure they get those privileges or something. Yeah, or the direction they progressed. But yeah, I'm, it's interesting you brought this up. I, I uh, wanted to do something today that we have never done, if you're up for it. Yeah. And do a little book review. Oh, right. Because I, I, I know you're not going to read this book, but there's things in here that I think you should know, and I think the listeners would find very interesting. I'm holding up a book by Greg Lukianoff and Ricky Schlott. These are guys from the FIRE organization. Do you know what FIRE is? I mean, look, look up how FIRE defines themselves. They're a an organization that essentially evaluates people's um, free speech positions. You know, do they, do they actually value and protect free speech? They're the guys that that um, sort of gave Harvard the lowest possible grade. Oh, right. Of, the, yeah. of free speech for free. Speech. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, they don't have free speech. Do you have the? Well, you if you're their- if you're pro Palestine, you'd probably find it a pretty uh, generous campus to speak freely on. Right. And again, certain views are heard, certain are not heard. Therefore, FIRE would go, mm, that's not free speech. Do you have the acronym for FIRE, uh, Emmy? I'm not sure actually what it even stands for. It's the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. Okay. So they, that's FIRE. They protect free speech rights on college campuses all across the U.S. <clears throat> and I, I uh, first heard him on Lex Friedman's podcast, and I was like, oh, man. This guy knows what he's talking about. I immediately ordered the book, read it on this trip, and uh, he got so worked up about this. I'm laughing. It's not funny. He got became suicidal. This was so deeply troubling to him. Uh, and then he came out of that, did some cognitive behavioral therapy, and really dug in in his work to try to protect free speech. So I would like to review with you, if you don't mind, the the way that free speech is argued, way people are argued down, the, the techniques people use to try to silence free speech. It's kind of interesting. All right. Is you up for that? And you, yeah, I, I am. I think uh, we got to hear from uh, one of our sponsors real yeah, quick. I'll, and I'll, then, I'll, then yeah, we'll do I'll, I'll do that. And then we'll go to this book. And it's not going to be more, I promise. So, But first, we're going to hear from our friends at Angie. Homeowners, you know how much work it takes to maintain that home, whether it's everyday maintenance or repairs or just taking on a dream project in addition to your home. It can be hard to even know where to start. All you need is Angie, your home for everything home. Find a skilled local pro who will deliver quality and expertise. 
Over 20 years of home service experience. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest. Nothing could be better. It's so confusing, particularly for people like me that are, let's just say we're, I'm a little challenged. Take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. Again, that is Angie, A-N-G-I dot com. All right. So, Drew, you got right. what? All right. So we're going to go through about, I'm sorry to be, be making all the noise with the pages, 10 different things that, that are done. If you are somebody that's being silenced or canceled, here are the techniques. First, what aboutism? Defending criticism of your side by bringing up the other side's wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar, right? Right. I know you are, but what am I is what I keep telling you they're doing. Right. That's that. What aboutism? Second thing is straw manning. So mi- misrepresenting the perspective, constructing a weak and accurate version. It happens to me constantly. I'm sure that happens Give to you. Give an example right? of that. So, uh, you know, but you said, and then they'll fill in the blank with, you know, you compare, right. You compare, here's a perfect example for me. You compared the uh, COVID to the flu. Yeah. No, no, no. I said, H1N1 killed 300,000 people, and that was in 2009 or 19 or something, and you don't even know that happened. And so, okay, this is going to be worse, but maybe we can have a more moderate position than just going crazy the way they were doing in the press because we'd had a pandemic, and it was bad, but you don't even know that one happened. This one may kill a million. That one killed 300,000. may kill 10 million. It's going to be bad. But do we have to go crazy? And then I always ended it with listen to the CDC, listen to Dr. Fauci. And now I'm getting criticism on that front, of course. Yeah. And what, what that's distilled down to, you compared it to the flu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, same thing, minimization. Claiming a problem doesn't exist or too small to worry about. COVID's over, Adam. It's over. Why do you worry about it? It's no big deal. Yeah, there were some excesses, but... You know, people were people were scared. What are you going to do? Oh, they why do I worry about the overreach of the government yes. and closing yeah, down schools and churches? It's minimizing. It's a nothing. Oh, uh, you know, it was funny. Somebody tweeted me. It was it was funny. Um, when I when I. I saw a tweet. I sent it to you. I can't remember if you saw it, but it, it was Tucker Carlson talking about the actual autopsy of George Floyd and how they kind of buried it and there was no trauma to his neck and he they, they didn't he did not die as asphyxiation or neck trauma he didn't die being choked out or cut off from his air supply right and and they buried it and I said I retweeted and I said of course they did uh, this is your news media and whatever and somebody wrote back you know. That was three years ago. Get over it. Do you want to, you want to take a deep dive on Harriet Tubman or something? And I was like, well, yeah, it was three years ago. That's true. It could have been 10 years ago. That's true. Um, doesn't make it irrelevant. It just means we're lied to once again. That, that's all it, all it means. But you want to, by the way, three years ago isn't a long time ago as it turns, as it, as it pertains to this nation. Uh, but they do that thing. Like, oh, that COVID thing, that was three years ago. You know, get over it. Hmm. There you go. Keep going. Okay, good. Thanks. 
Uh, all right. So conflating two arguments. We've all seen that. Underdogging. You get this one all the time. Your, vo- your view- viewpoint is less valid because they speak for the disadvantaged. Oh, that's also part of the don't punch down, Adam. Don't punch down. Uh, bad faith. You're a bad person. Hypocrisy. Your opponent is hypocritical. And, and it's all it's all constructed. Yeah, uh, it's offensive. They argue you down that way. And, you know, uh, under the offensive category, there's offensive archaeology. One day when you were 17, you said something offensive. And then finally, just making stuff up, just making shit up. Yeah. These are the 10 steps. This is it. This is what this is what happens. Uh, this is what. This is why it's it's a it's a construct. It's something. It's a technique that people are using to bad faith argue to silence and cancel people. And then for some reason, the bad faith discussion is what Twitter and other social media loves. That's the part that it picks up on. Yeah, which is I, I've gotten frankly tired of. I, I found myself this week. Uh, I, speaking of uh, archaeology, I found some old uh, Facebook messengers, and I was just like, oh, my God. So I just started yelling back at people. I'm like, you were an idiot. You're an idiot. You've fallen for, you've fallen for a technique. You're, you should, you're smarter than that. What, what, what do you mean what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you that you fell for this bullshit? Well, here's the problem. The problem is, and and I think we are – learning about it and some people it's a it's a longer learning curve for some people which is and I'll, I'll give an example uh there needs to be a new playbook which is 20 years ago 25 years ago somebody might say something that might be regarded as racist or offensive or something like that and then they'd get with the publicist and then the publicist would craft some sort of retraction you know i misspoke right. you're misunderstood i'm deeply sorry if i've hurt right. anybody <laughs> i'm i've now learned about this culture and i no longer you know blah 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 and then that was good we could move on uh, yes. when you and i were on the radio back in the day uh, when I was on the radio back in the day and you said something about some group or you made some joke or something, they would go, now they just apologize and then we'll just move on, right? Um, right. That's no longer the playbook because no. they're coming after you anyway and they want you fired anyway. So right. the new world order has to be fuck off because huh. what I'm saying is, is back in the day, they would hijack an airplane. And if you were on that airplane, you would think, oh, man, we're going to land in Cuba. Where are we landing? You know what I mean? Right. And you would sit there and go, well, I guess we land in Cuba and then the American government can get enough cash together. Maybe I can go home and see my family. Uh, we're no longer landing the airplane. We're flying it into a building. So you who is a passenger on that airplane can no longer wait to land in Cuba. You have to rush the cockpit. That's yeah. that's where we're at now. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so that means when we once you apologize, you know, apologize or fuck right off. Like every third tweet I had during covid when somebody said, I have an elderly grandmother you don't care about. I'd go see you under the bed, pussy. Get under the bed. <laughs> Get under the bed, you sheep. Have fun. We, and I would always retweet him. I go, we got another hero, everybody. They care about <laughs> Nana. Fuck off. I wouldn't go like, oh, my God, I lost a grandparent uh, not too long. I would just go. F- 
I, there's a thousand tweets of me just calling people sheeps and pussies. That's all it was. Every time I would put something out there, I'd get a thousand tweets calling me a bad man. And, you know, I want schools to open because I don't I don't like kids and whatever. And I just go, hey, I'd either call him a hero, a sheep or a pussy and tell him to get get under the bed. Oh, my God. That, that's what I would do. That's that's where we're at. Meaning the next time Gavin Newsom closes the beaches, we all have to go to the beach. That's where we're at. And now I don't want to be there, but that's where we're at. Well, and interestingly, I think now you have a group of people that are highly motivated that would would get behind you. Yes. That, that now agree with you, that had see what happened. They didn't quite get what was going on. And as usual, your crystal brain got there earlier. But I think there are a lot of people that would stand with that. Well, do you think parents on a Thursday night want to go to a school board meeting and stand there and say, if my kid is transitioning and wants to be called by a different name, you need to notify me. I know your policy is you you won't notify the parents or if my daughter is going to be in the locker room and a biological male is going to share that locker room with my daughter. I don't want that to happen that under your regime. That's what's happening. Do you think that parent wants to be there on a fucking Thursday night arguing over cocks and balls and locker rooms? <laughs> no, they want to be fucking at home watching Thursday night football with a beer in their hand. We don't want to do this, but what, what's our fucking choice now? You've created those truckers didn't want to drive their fucking trucks to the center of Montreal or wherever and park, yeah. live out of their truck for four days. You shut them down. That's what happened. This is what's yeah. happening. That's yeah. what I'm saying to everybody. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. like I want to fucking send tweets about reopening schools. I don't. I don't want to do that. I want to I want to look at pornography. <laughs> but but you guys closed the schools down and now I have two kids that are sitting at home languishing. So now yes. Do you see? It's not my thing. I'm not into this. I'm into being left alone. And then well, you act and then you mm -hmm. act like this is our thing. Oh, these Parents just want to go to these school board meetings and stand up and yell into a microphone while someone yells to put their mask up. Mm. Every fucking bit of footage was every single time someone was yelling into a microphone three years ago at a school meeting, they kept getting yelled at to put their mask up. Their super effective mask. Oof. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like you start it, you bring it on, you fertilize the soil, you water the soil, and then I come in and go, I don't want this. And then you go, oh, what, what's your thing? You know, my thing is no thing. I don't, I don't ever want to talk to you. Yes. But you're creating this thing. So I, I would like to hike on a horse trail and be left alone. That's my thing. You want to police me. That's your thing. And now your thing has become my thing because you're fucking policing me. That's, I'd like to speak freely about my feelings on COVID and not be demonetized on YouTube. That's what I would like to do. You would like to demonetize me. So now what? Fucking assholes. Fuck these people. And by the way, 
everybody on 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 the right side of this issue is way too fucking nice. It it, it has to just be fuck off now. That's all they understand. And, and there's there's another part of this too. Uh, I had a conversation with a guy. You, you'll appreciate this. And I said, look, you you can't. You got to stop being so condescending and it, accusing me of things. You ha- you're reading my mind as though you know what I'm thinking. Uh, you ask me questions, I'll tell you my thoughts. And he goes. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I would never. I would never. I'd say, but you're lying. I thought, oh, well, how much worse does it get than liar? It's just under racist. It's like murderer, racist, liar. Right. Maybe murderer, rapist, a racist, liar. And it requires massive hubris to call somebody a liar. You have to read their fucking mind. You have to know. And why am I a liar? Because I interviewed somebody they disagreed with. Therefore, I must agree with the person I interviewed. And I started thinking to myself, when the fuck did everybody become such expert in talk and talk? You know, this is a talk format you you and I are in right now. I, I did. I've, you and I have done talks since the mid 90s, early. Well, I've done it since the early 80s. And when I was doing it on television, I routinely talked to what the producers called interesting people, white supremacists, Nazis, criminals. Did I am I co-signing their bullshit? Do I agree with them? And by the way, there's a rule when you have a guest on a talk show, you must treat them like a guest or you will not get any more guests because right. people don't want to be treated like shit. So your job is to be curious and ask questions. And that's it. And the and trust your audience to be smart enough to figure the shit out. And by the way, in the same book, I didn't give the name of the book. It's The Canceling of the American Mind. I, I really, I hope, oh, I want to read this to you. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. I want to uh, hear from our friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with a skilled art forger who made millions selling his fakes. I was a storehouse of knowledge of how to create an illusion, present it to a experienced expert and bring him to the inevitable conclusion that the painting is genuine. We flooded the market with my paintings, and eventually the FBI were led to my door. They uncovered a mountain of evidence against me. But they never actually got you. Why did it go away? Why did you never get indicted? How are we having this conversation? (laughs) I guess that's the greatest story of all. To hear details of how Ken Perenni evaded the scrutiny of everyone from the mafia to the FBI and lived to tell the tale, check out episode 282 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All right, Drew, you're fired up. All right. Here, the, I found this one paragraph. This is something I know to be true from working in a psychiatric hospital for 35 years. For a vivid portrayal of how exclusion, meaning not talking to people and not platforming people, that word that just got invented five minutes ago, A vivid portrayal of how exclusion makes polarization, paranoia, and radicalism far worse, he recommends, the author, Andrew Callahan's This Place Rules, which highlights some of the protest and personality that played a large or small role in the run-up to January 6th. does an admirable job displaying radicalism on both sides, and it shows in real time how both sides participate in provocation and reaction that makes them angrier and angrier without access to open debate and speech. And if you close down a topic, you enhance paranoia, 
and radicalism and conspiratorial thinking. That's how it works. That's how we work as human beings. So everybody that wants people not to be spoken to are doing a horrible disservice. Yeah. That's my public service announcement for the day. I have a uh, thought experiment for you just to kind of show where, where things where things are at, okay? Okay. And I oftentimes marvel that, you know, if we resurrected the ghost of my mother (laughs) after 20 to 40 minutes of muffin talk, we could (laughs) then, scones and muffins, we could get into this, which is the fact that it is her side that is supporting and cheering on the FBI and the CIA at this point, it is uh, her side that likes big and ever-growing government and big government overreach, you know. It is uh, her side that is enthusiastic about wars abroad and the military-industrial complex. Like, she, she would, her mind would be blown. But but here's the thought. Well, but she'd twist it. She'd somehow twist it. She, she would. would. She would contort herself to make it right. Right. That's the weird part. Right. Like, like, but, but she's now people on the left have been put in a bizarre position to defend the FBI and the CIA. Okay. But here's the, uh, here's the thought experiment. All right. If I, if I went back and I said, uh, like in a time machine, like I, we just went back to the year 1995. Right. And I said, uh, you know, in the future, 2023, uh, this terrorist group is going to infiltrate Israel and they're going to they're going to do things that are so savage to civilians. I I can't even repeat them. It's it's too depressing and children and babies and burn babies and everything. Right. All right. And you said, yeah. And then they're going to kidnap a bunch of people, too. And then. Here in the U.S., on college campuses and in New York City and 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 elsewhere, people are going to post pictures of the the missing children and the missing women and men who were were kidnapped with their name as a as a way of healing with a dusting of maybe someone will recognize somebody and there'll be something given, and then there'll be a there'll be a group of people. Who are going to tear down those pictures and crumple them up and throw them in the garbage can? You would then say, so these are Klan guys doing this, like yeah, anti, right, right, anti-Jews. Right. These are, so right. these are anti-Semitic. So these are definitely could be the Klan or maybe <laughs> these are just like, these are white Republican <laughs> males, right? These are course, the super. Yeah. So these are like, Super religious, born again ma- males who these are either clan guys or like mm-hmm. devout Christian white males who hate the Jew. Is that what that is? And then I'd go, <laughs> no, it's mostly women. And they'd go, what? What? Yeah, yeah, mostly uh-huh. women. Sometimes mothers and daughters and stuff like that. You, you mean they're tearing down kids who've been kidnapped? Yeah. So these are some kind of right wing female militia or something. No, they're leftists. They're they're they would call themselves progressive. But 
<laughs> these are le- these are Democrats. Oh my yeah, mom. well, hundred percent, hundred percent Democrat. Well, and 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 a lot of college students. You know, I mean, it'd be like, what? Well, now wait a second. These are Democrats because if you think about it, they're all Democrats. If you yeah. do the math, and they're all progressive and they're all liberal, your fucking head would explode. If I told you this in 1995, yes. Yep. Yep. You'd have no. You'd have no context. You'd just be like, "What? No." Yeah. You probably you, wouldn't you believe you were, it. You, you'd really kind of assume you were lying, really, wouldn't you? I guess you, you wouldn't. You couldn't believe it. No. And what? Yeah. That's that's where we're at, everybody. Hmm. That's the thought experiment. I you, your first thought if you told me this in 1995 would be like the Klan must be running amok. They must be running amok. Be like, yeah. no. And then I'd be like, Klan must be coming in at night or something, <laughs> you know, uh, under the cover of night, tearing these things out. No, no. Broad daylight, women, progressive women, daylight, work work hours in front of everybody, in front of the people that may have put them up. You'd be like, I, what, what What? the fuck is going on? I have no idea what's, what's happening. Would you? Yeah. 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 Thousand percent. All right. I'm going to be in uh, Sacramento at the Punchline, November 17th and 18th, four shows. You can go to adamcrawl.com for all the live shows. Um, I'm doing a doing a theater show in Fargo. Yeah, Fargo Theater. Yeah, that'll be November 30th if you want to come out and say hi. What do you got, Drew? I'm doing a show next uh, November 6th. I believe it's next week, right? Is that, is that today or next week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we speak, uh, no, it's, it's a November sixth at the Chelsea Market in the the music hall underneath the Chelsea Market uh, with Kent Temp and Jimmy Fela. Come check it out. Uh, go to doctor.com. You can find it there. Oh, that'll be fun. All right. So, till next time, I'm Carl for Doctor Drew. Saying mahalo. Dive into true crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries with Forensic Files and 48 Hours. Investigate crimes with Dateline 24-7 and Unsolved Mysteries. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming true crime on live channels and on demand. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.